Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to the 150th edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. Keenan Bonner will be with us very shortly. And, well, as I've just mentioned, this is a big one. Movie Madness 150. There's no matchup as such to get into this week. And as it's a milestone episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different just like we did for our Batman and Robin podcast, Movie Madness 100. On this occasion, we'll be doing a deep dive into the American Pie quadrilogy and everything that has surrounded them. I guess the film that we'll cover in the least depth theoretically here will be the original American Pie, largely because we have already done it on the show, so we won't go too much into the trivia and everything else with that. If you would like to go back and listen, then if you scroll right the way back to Movie Madness 3, recorded right at the height of the pandemic. <laughs> it was the Sean William Scott Derby. Uh, we had American Pie up against Role Models, and it was actually the birth of the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. So for old listeners, that will be a real throwback for you. But as I've just said, we will still start with American Pie, and we'll go straight into that one first. How sweet it is to be loved by you. American Pie is not just another teen comedy. Just ask Rolling Stone. They're calling it the most hilarious exhibition of sexual confusion since The Graduate. Huh? It's not what it looks like. Woo-hoo! It's rolling the aisles funny. You won't laugh more all summer. I-, I think he's trying to watch some illegal channel. This is just a bad reception, honey. Mm. Oh, baby. What's that? American Pie, rated R, starts Friday at theaters everywhere. There we go. Old school trailer, 1999 this was. Jason Biggs gracing the screen to open things up. And to really set the stall out for what American Pie is going to be, we open Jim is trying to look at what his dad refers to as adult channels. (laughs) And like he has just discovered America, he points at the TV and declares, that's a titty. (laughs) and it's really all just excellent from here onwards i mean as introductions to a film and to an entire franchise as it would go on to become this is up there with the very very best we've got basically jim and his dad perfectly summarized within five minutes it's just perfect yeah i I always realize when i'm specifically taking notes doing a rewatch for one of these how many more questions like like analytically breaking down american pie is something that very few people in this lifetime will ever do and i've never really thought before how strange it is and are there people out there that do like talk to the porn they're watching on tv like him stretching his sock out Saying yeah, baby. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm putting my foot in here with uh, either you or Keenan going to be on, and uh, look, this is secretly a common thing. I'm the odd one out here. He's yeah, really yeah, about t- to go to town here, and he's talking himself up like it's a uh, 
pre-game warm-up. Yeah, no, you mean it really weird. I don't know who would do that. <laughs> really, really odd. Look, it's like, tough. You live on your own. You think, okay, we've got a bit of company for that. Look, so I had a bit of conversation as well as, I don't just want to jump in there. I guess um, we're perhaps fortunate not to get, uh, I mean, it's American Pie podcast, but not to get too filthy in... I don't think anyone's had to really go through scrambled channels on the TV and trying to get things working there, let alone when he can surely hear his mum and dad scrambling around outside the door. Like, this doesn't seem like it was that late in the evening. I don't know what the hell Jim's got himself into, but it's a rough start. I bet everybody has probably had some sort of scramble before where they had to turn a channel over or whatever. So people of our age probably once upon a time had a, hypothetically, of course, a 15-minute preview that came on of a certain channel <laughs> certain amount on a free view. I, again, I'm talking entirely hypothetically, but this may have happened to people. What it won't have happened was that with this scramble, even if the parent had walked in, the parent isn't walking in and coming in for a chat. That is not <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah, they don't read the room very well here. Um, <laughs> that just ignores all signs. Yeah, and it, his poor mother, rather than just evacuating the premises, is really going to call him out right here, right now. <laughs> and if there's one thing you can't recover from, it's probably the pillow being pried away from your lap and your sock being ready in position. <laughs> Could you ever look at your parents in the eye again, really? Well, this is like uh, the murderer being caught with the knife and the blood on the weapon because you're caught with the channels on, tube sock in place. I mean, he couldn't really be looking more guilty if he tried. Yeah, he's also failed to commit the murder as well. So in this (laughs) case, he's not even got what he wanted out of the scenario. No, I mean, as we'll get to some things as we get on, but it's a it's incredible that his dad is ever shocked. Like, okay, this <laughs> we we're to assume this is the first time. After this first time, his dad really should just walk into every room with his hands over his eyes. Do you imagine those? Like, he would be. Like you said, anything he gets like told about his son, he would never be able to go, no, he wouldn't do that. That would never happen. He'd just be, yeah, sounds like Jim. Oh, his, his dad has an incredible ability to reset, though. He does just go, you know what? I'm going to forget about this. <laughs> I'm not going to hold this against you at all. I'm not sure any parent is doing that. I think if your dad knows this stuff about you, I think he's holding that over you. Jim's dad, top man. If I was his dad, I'd be less nervy walking around that house at the end of the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> where you can just see with the night vision. Like, <laughs> there's just no reason his dad should ever even want to enter his room. But no. fair play to him. That's what a father's there for. Now, the actual film is based around a pact, and the pact exists because of one person and one person only. All of these boys wanted to get laid regardless, but only one man put his foot on their necks and really applied pressure. Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman, the boy. I 
am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. I'm exhausted. I don't get it. I mean, how the hell did you do that? It was just my time. It was just my time. For about 72 hours now, all I've had in my head was, we were doing a wild thing all night. <laughs> oh. And if Sherman really did ever want to be as cool as Arnie, him telling them it was just my time, boys, is probably the peak for Sherman as far as things go. We'll speak more about a bit of American Pie 2 later on, and there there is a degree of pity in that, but this, I think, is as cool as he's ever been. Um, It's just not very long-lived. Oh, yeah, because it's it's literally like a a walk-off KO as well, because he says it as he's walking out the door. (laughs) They think he's just got his end away, and they're all so shook that they're going to (laughs) commit the next portion of their lives to catching up with Sherman, basically. Well, also, at the party, he keeps the door open just long enough that people can see he's in there with a girl and then goes, gentlemen, please, I've got company. (laughs) Gets the door shut and he's, all right, now they know. I can carry on doing what I'm doing. It's a master at play in many ways. It is. And then that obviously leads to... uh, Kevin standing up and making his declaration. No longer will our penises remain flaccid and unused. We will fight for every man out there who isn't getting laid and should be. This is our day. This is our time. And by God, we will not stand by and watch history condemn us into celibacy. Amen. I like that. Yes. We will make a stand. We will succeed. About time! We will get laid! sex if you're one of kevin's boys there do you think he can get you fired up because i mean we're going to speak about kevin next so i don't want to go too much into him but i'm really not sure he's got that in the locker i think i'm just sit down you sit down now (laughs) well yeah because i mean if we're going to come on to him i won't go in on too hard here but when you were just saying that Basically, this pack comes about because of one man who really presses the neck. I thought you were about to praise Kevin. I thought, I no, like, no, reeled you in, he, reeled you in. Yeah, yeah, you really did. Because he, basically, this is all because of him, because he wants to get in the way of his girlfriend. And he's dragging his mates along <laughs> with him, who, like I said, want to get laid, but it's not, he's kind of put this time limit on him. And yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how he's dragging them along with him in reality. But that is that speech probably is his peak moment. Which says a lot about him. And, and they don't even is. take him serious for a while, do they? They're, they're talking about Shaolin monks. <laughs> he's, it's a weird one with him as, as well, because he's kind of introduced as almost like the leader of this group and like he would be in some way desirable. I mean, that group of girls on Twitter who want the leader of a group would love him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's kind of initially sort of pitched in that way and then quickly kind of forgettable. Yeah, well, I did think, as we're going to be going through the other films a bit more, if we kind of take a look at some of the characters here, what we get from them in the first film, and then we'll develop this um, as we roll through. So if if we start with Kevin as we're on the subject, as you've pointed out, the kind of 
leader of the group. And it really kind of whittles away as the film goes on. First of all, he's got what we assume up until this point, and we'll get onto the debate later, at least the joint first fittest bird in their year. (laughs) And him talking like he's in a state of desperation to the other lads must be really, really irritating. And yeah, then, it, it smacks of, uh, you know, like, a, I don't know, like a, a Man United fan complaining is like a lower league fan. Yeah. Being like, well, I know you've got your problems, but maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful from their part. And then the point at which I was like, why are they putting up with this guy is... When they're walking down the corridor casually and he sprints, sprints up to them and says, she said she loved me. What the hell do you expect from me in this situation? (laughs) We've all got our own problems. In wedding crashes, what? So a hot woman stuck a hooters in your face. (laughs) And I think this is actually less of a problem. This... well, this Even was, less this of a was with consent. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, they are in a relationship. This isn't yeah. the most shocking development that's ever happened. No, it's... He's a lucky guy because look, if she opened her eyes up, and she doesn't... She, <laughs> I think we'll get onto this after. I mean, I don't know what he does on their night together, but she cannot get out of there fast enough the second they sleep together. <laughs> Well, I mean, they they would all be be hideous. So he's you know he's probably in the in, in a fair crowd that they'd all be producing a, sh- a shock of a performance. <laughs> he, I'll tell you where he is. Like, he's basically lucky that Doug from The Hangover exists, where someone could be seen as a main character in a film, and really the whole plot could and kind of does yeah. revolve without him. It could go without him. Might even move a little bit smoother without <laughs> Kevin. I'll tell you what. There is one point where he does stand out and he looks like he could be a good guy if you want him to uh, arrange a night out for you all right i'm shooting for a nine o'clock eta beer in hand by five after breath check nine meat beer in hand five after slick precise yeah you know what should give him his credit he's a terrific organizer bearing in mind obviously you know he basically makes the second film happen. He's basically arranged that summer uh, vacation slash work, yeah. whatever. So you've got to give the man credit on that front. I, I didn't take much down from his brother, but the, <laughs> the idea that his brother is making sure that he is out to pleasure the woman first for is like, okay, look, you passed the test. I'll let you have access to this book. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Uh, good of him i don't know if it's bad of him that he wasn't offering him the help before i don't know if it's a bit weird that he's just been waiting for this call and him and his boys have been drawing diagrams together but i guess there's a lot more to and if he's anything like kevin it is going to feel a bit weird like i hope he's a bit of a funny sort of character rather than if he's very straight laced like kevin this is just gonna be weird very um he does have some highlights hey stiffle how's the pale ale I mean, it's not like Vicky's been doing him dirty, to be honest. I think he's That's been being a, really a bit good. ungrateful. 
That was the fair lay on. Is actually a great line. Yeah. Give him marks. <laughs> I'm in the arm in the cheek when he's trying to show off for his boys. Enough of this blowjob bullshit. I got to get laid already. Get back in your box, you. <laughs> yeah, who do you think you are? I do hate her a little bit as well. <laughs> because she is just like, I, I don't know. Like, she seems to be trying to be the girl next door. It's like, just stop it. You're a slut. <laughs> she tells uh, Jessica, it's like, gee, you liked head. What, what a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's a, a great character in this because she is the perfect antithesis to the, who seems to want to be this innocent this sort of beak of innocence beacon of yeah. innocence in a film where nobody else is everybody is in the mud just get in there with them love yeah i've got a question about uh those two later on um sherman we have mentioned slightly uh, he does happen to be on the receiving end of one of the best lines of the film Okay, Stifler, take your shot. Uh-huh. No, come on, man. I'm really happy to see you. All right. <laughs> you stupid fuck. <laughs> Just realised I played the Virgin from the second film. If you pretend there <laughs> that I played Sherman. I assumed you hadn't got the clip. <laughs> it appears I got the wrong clip. So if people just pretend that I got the right one, we're all good. Sherman, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Which, I mean, it really is a contender for the best quotes across the, all of the films, just because of how yeah. dirty he does it there and then. I guess that's why they redo it in the second time around. Mm. Something with um, getting older, and I, I, <laughs> I can admit this now, is um, the first time I watched this film, I didn't really see what the big issue was with him being called the Shermanator. <laughs> and I'll tell you that when I was at school, someone did briefly try to give me the nickname the Byronator. And on face value, just say my name. My first Bebo username uh, was Byronator. <laughs> I was fully on board. So, I mean... <laughs> if ever we're dishing out comparisons, I mean, I'm your not bio gonna, was here I'm to not, change the world for one. <laughs> I'm not going to accept Sherman, although <laughs> I mean, he has his highs and I lows. Mean, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, an incredible high moment he does have. I mean, he. No, I'll save this. I'll I'll, I'll save yeah. the low because uh, I do have something about that. Now, Stifler, we get an introduction to Stifler in the first film and I think this is the first time we see him when he approaches this is the first time we see him do we see him approach Oz first or do we see him at the party first uh it's the party isn't it it is the party yeah so we hear about Stifler we get this big almost uh, John Wick style uh, build up for him Stifler's party Stifler's party is the place you want to be all of this, and then we see him in school, and uh, I don't know if we expected anything different, but I guess more of an, our introduction to Oz being the the bridgeway between them being kind of the average lads 
and him being something that most would perceive to be slightly higher with him in uh, the jock status. And actually, I think it may be that they see him in school first because uh, this is what Stifler comes over to say. How about you guys actually locate your dicks, remove the shrink wrap, and fucking use them? Dude, it's gonna happen. She's a college chick. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys tonight. I'll look for you in the no fucking section. <laughs> yeah, because that's when... Uh... Yeah, yeah Oscar's right. out beforehand, which we will get to, but uh sensation. Good little introduction to Stifler, and obviously we get a lot more of him as the as the films go on. Um Finch. My my main question with Finch would he have been mates with the others? I don't know who he would have been mates with. <laughs> but I don't think yeah, I'm not sure he would be I'm not sure Oz would. Um, I think really Kevin would probably have, because he's got a fit girlfriend and have aspirations of being with the cool group, wouldn't he? So he'd probably actually, in reality, find himself on the outskirts of the cool gang, as would Oz, because he's like a nearly jock. And therefore you'd be there, Finch, maybe Jim would be friends with him. Because yeah, it's, it's a weird one, Finch, because in the first film and we'll speak I keep saying this but we'll speak how the characters change as they go on but in the first film he is a lot more regular like he has his quirks which is something that they do quite like about him um, they kind of mock it openly it's his kind of way as being with the group he considers himself above Jim I'm sure Jim probably considers them to be on an evil, even keel and that's kind of their thing but it's it's just it's just a, a strange one. I I don't think I've ever known anyone like Finch. I think that's probably the point of his character. And I don't know where you fit him in if not because he definitely thinks he's above the likes of Sherman. Maybe this is just where he thinks he's most comfortable, and they're the ones most willing to tolerate him. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he definitely considers himself more sort of cultured and sophisticated than pretty much anyone in the school or in across these films. And yet, will regularly accept a role in a very average to below average group, as he would yeah. basically <laughs> would acknowledge. So he kind of shows his hand. Really, you are right in saying people don't really. He's not really like an archetypal character, is it? That's what makes his character fun, I guess, yeah. because you have quite typical roles in various comedies, and his doesn't really fit one, which is which is good. the The whole thing of him being. Uh, given laxatives by Stifler. <laughs> Why is there such a crowd for this? If you were walking down the school corridor and someone stopped you and said, there's a there's a kid in there and he's got the shits, <laughs> like, would you stop? Like, <laughs> like, if it was something like, say, you pointed at a kid, so you, they pointed at a kid and said, he was walking down the corridor and he just shit himself. <laughs> Pete, I can't, this sounds even mad to say in itself. I can I can imagine people stopping and laughing at that. <laughs> if you said there's a kid in there and he's got the shits, oh, that. I, I, I saw stranger things happen at school. To I be think honest. someone would maybe try and fuck with him while it's happening, but 
would like a crowd of people be out saying, Oi! <laughs> you, <walk down. laughs> you are the shit. We know it. We know it. Well, I think especially as a guy that most of the year group aren't going to care about. They either won't know him or don't care. So if it happened to someone who's a bit more notorious in this, like Stifler, then you could see that people would probably enjoy his struggle, whereas Finch, people probably don't care about that much. But, you know, having, having said that, if you see someone, you know, if you see someone like spewing, people will gather around and sort of just watch, oh, look at this guy throwing up. So maybe it's the same sort of thing. Because I know it's in the girls' toilet at the time, but I still think, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was just one of the many questions I, I wrote down while watching this. Nova, or Oz, as he goes on <laughs> to be called for the rest of the films, is another uh, character to try and get your head around. And one of the most iconic quotes of the entire uh, film. Suck me, beautiful. What did you just say? Suck me, beautiful. <laughs> Friends call me Nova. It's in uh, Casa Nova. That's pathetic. <laughs> When you see all these moments, it is easier to see how they do fit in with each other. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, you are right. It's become a real classic line, but it is still strangely almost, I almost can't watch this. You're wincing that bad. (laughs) Strangely, I did know a kid at uni who started getting referred to as class by like these mates I didn't know. And, uh, and we were like, what's all this about? Your name's not Cass. Why are they calling you Cass? And he, as a legitimate thing, wasn't even taking the piss, was, yeah, yeah, because Casanova. I'm like, fuck me, what? <laughs> was like, Have you ever watched American Pie? Do you, do you understand the irony at all? And, I mean, with all due respect to him, I mean, he was not Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I'd love at to know. At least Oz can have some claim of it. You go, right, yeah, he's not yeah. bad bloke. Well, I guess this is the thing of uh, being almost too good looking that he probably just doesn't know that he does have to actually put in a bit of graft here. And And it does show he's got this sort of weird awkwardness to him that probably does mean he fits in this group a little bit better than on face value you might think he does. Well, yeah, the fact that he's he's on that date to start with, he's this star lacrosse player, all of this. He's probably in the position of just don't fuck it up and he's got a good chance. And then he starts coming out with Suck Me Beautiful. <laughs> Just what are you playing it's, at? It's a fumble at the goal line. It's, it's horrible. I mean, I want- look, we'll get into other instances of this happening, but a college girl going back for a high school lad does seem odd. <laughs> I don't think she would ever do that. And obviously we see it being happening in the reverse quite a lot. Yeah. And it does get a bit creepy. A, a, a Pete versus life moment of explaining what's going through Oz's head as he is he gonna say it is it oh he said it imagine the reaction uh his I know what people think Ozzy's just some kick-ass lacrosse player but you know I play football too by the way gets me every time I watch the film I've kind of uh Mike, the situation in Jersey Shore going, I'm kind of a deep guy. It's like, are you a deep guy? I've got Do You Believe in Magic oh, stuck in my fantastic. head again. Even with his uh, Scooby-Doo, bop, bop, 
<laughs> I'm sorry, the music just just took over me. Um, and then if he didn't have just one soundbite already, he has maybe the most important for the uh, iconography of the film. Guys, um, what exactly does third base feel like? You want to take this one? Like warm apple pie. Yeah? Yeah. Apple pie, huh? Uh Uh-huh. McDonald's or homemade? (laughs) McDonald's or homemade really is an (laughs) overlooked gem amongst that. Well, first of all, Jim, I like the idea of him going up and checking with him about the apple pie afterwards. <laughs> or Jim after his prom night weighing up, mm, what was apple pie? I don't know where Oz has plucked that comparison from. Yeah, I really wish it was a <laughs> deliberately trying to fuck his friend over sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. What would Jim actually do? Maybe I could get him to do a pie. Oh, it's... I mean, just sensational work from him. And this this film is really the high point of him for the franchise. It's only really downhill from him from I, here. I, tell you, I was traumatised when I remembered he doesn't get back in the wedding. I, I just felt <laughs> really, really awful for this guy. Yeah, I've got a bit on that when we get to the wedding. But Jim, he's had his taste of apple pie and we'll get to that scene. But all this does is like when a vampire is newly infected and it just tastes that blood for the first time. He wants more now. And uh, Nadi, unfortunately, presents herself to him on a, on a plate or a baking tray, so to speak. What a rash, rash, rash storyline. <laughs> it's... We've not got a clip here. I'm just checking. We, we have, but we're, we're going to get to it in a second. Um, it's You couldn't do it now. No, and that's... Yeah, I think some people want to make you feel bad for laughing at this now. I mean, no not apologies. these things. You enjoy it for what it is while acknowledging... It was a different time. I feel You've like even in 1999, <laughs> this wasn't an okay thing. Yeah, I don't know. But then, you know, throughout these films, we do have various instances of sort of them peaking or women getting changed or whatever. Yeah, this was like, seen as like the girls gone wild era, <laughs> which in like every American show you would hear referenced. And, yeah. But this, the rationale for Jim doing so is put quite masterfully by Stifler. There's going to be an Eastern European chick naked in your house and you're not going to do anything about that what what am i going to do huh broadcast her over the internet yeah you can do that <laughs> no i cannot do that to her jim get some f- balls man if you don't have the guts to photograph a naked chick in your house how the hell are you ever going to sleep with one i don't like the kid but he's got a point jim finch I think you could probably pin the whole thing on Finch, really, because that has convinced him to do it there and then. He's not going to do it. That was the co-sign. He's not going to agree with Stifler usually. 
yeah, if Stiffler's just saying this, he's going to go, no, don't be stupid. Finch saying it is is the the sealer. But I mean, it feel, it would be a a high risk strategy with a modern internet. What he thought could happen with the internet as it was at that point <laughs> is a hugely hugely bold decision. Now, I'll tell you some other questions I have surrounding this scene. How much time did she think she had? What like, do you mean? She's getting changed, and then there's only so many. There's only so long you're getting changed for. She's propping herself up for a hand shandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sir. Jim saying looks like you could use an extra hand is like something out of what, like a nineties porn film. To be fair, he's been inspired there by his dodgy channels and him straddling the chair. Oh God! I've got reserves. <laughs> Do we need to talk about his his sublime powers of recovery? Are they sublime? Well, I mean, I think even someone watching acknowledges and says, is that even possible? He goes two for two in, like, seconds. Sheer excitement. Sheer excitement. This is like when they're testing for an emergency at work and, like, the backup generator comes on. (laughs) And you've got, what, it's supposed to be within, like, 0.3 seconds the backup comes on. Jim is like beating those times. He's got reserves. You got to understand. Yeah, so I mean, straddling the chair might be the worst part. A stiffler watching it with his brother, maybe. <laughs> Blink one eight two being involved. The whole Jim. scene is topped off by Mutt playing in the background. Yeah, I agree. Sherman could describe him as juvenile. <laughs> yeah. Great moment. And the thing that this scene does work is because obviously because it's laughing at Jim. There's no sort of creepiness no. to this. It's what a fuck up this guy is. It does really make you appreciate the picture quality that we have now. Like the enjoyment they're getting with their like uh well, not even I, it's like three GPs. Like, I disagree. I think you've really got to work for it in this, and I think that that's more rewarding. Yeah. It's too easy for people now. So I've, I think you should have to go back to having to get porn, not even DVDs, videos, and magazines off a shelf. That's when you're really separating the men from the boys. You're having to go into a shop, reach for the top shelf. I think then we're really going to know the creeps who are dedicated and who aren't. The way it's like just trying to stream a football match. Can you imagine the tension trying to stream this? You can't get this on match in a day afterwards. There's no replay function here. I mean, Nadia brushes it off. I mean, maybe she's just well aware of what she's got. She's got nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> Been here before. Exactly. Um, we mentioned Vicky. Do you think I could catch on with porn? You know, like people with like vinyl records would insist that this is just better. Do you think down the line people are going to be like, <laughs> look, if it's not VCR, I don't want to know. Maybe. I'm sure there's probably a, a select... Like that after what a connoisseur out there. Troy saying about the uh, stocks, this creepy bloke had that <laughs> they used to know when they were younger. I mean, people on don't, the last people three MP. Look. Same with the um, 
dodgy DVDs go. People, this whole market's getting wiped out by you. Yeah. What do these guys do now? Who knows? Good question. Maybe for the next three MP. That's my explanation for uh, unemployment rates. Well, if you will wipe out me up markets like this, what are people supposed to do? Well, I mean, what did Jim get out of this recording? This is a great question. This is what one thing I always thought of. If you're going to go through Nadia, do you need like, a film of that? I think you, you're achieving enough here, Jim. Don't aim too hard. Because he wasn't expecting that. He was expecting that he was just going to get to see her undress. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's not... So usually in a film, when this kind of thing happens, it's because he's trying to show off and impress and make new popular mates. The whole thing here was that they were going to keep it private so no one else could see it. So... I guess he doesn't set it up unless he can go around to someone else's to see it. So. He's a team player. He's trying. He's thinking, I don't just want to see this on my own. I want the other lads getting involved. I like this... Because Stifler is in... Not Stifler. Sherman is in the library at this point. <laughs> Do they just send him a link because he was involved in the chat? Because you don't get the impression he was just one of the ones that have been sent it via the whole school. I assumed he had been. I thought because you'd been on the conversation, Neil, you were in on the planning. You were in on a planning meeting. You can get he would deserve that. So I hope that, that is what happened. I mean, Jim has really been manipulated by his friends, hasn't he, in this? Because there's no, like you said, there's no real reason for him no. to do this. It should be just him on his own and instead basically been convinced. Could Nadia not have just got changed at her ballet class or whatever it is? Why did she need to go to gyms to get changed? She knew what she was doing. Well, that's the question. And She knew what she was doing. This is when, you know, when she does turn on him, you think, well, hang on a minute. Come on, hang on a Shame second. Shame on you. Yeah, don't be... I don't want to know where she draws the line here. Because <laughs> she's, as we see later, she's getting up to all sorts. Yep. Vicky then. So Vicky and Nadia, the two top dogs in this school year. It, I think Vicky can do better than Kevin. And I'm saying this on her behalf. I think she's selling herself short. She could have a pick of the bunch, couldn't she? At least go for Oz if you're in that, because <laughs> neither of them are offering much in terms there of would, chat. The reality of that group is her and Oz would have done something a year or two before and it would have just been unspoken forever that we all know this guy's done something with your girlfriend and we've just got to carry it. <laughs> and Kevin's got the kind of the look of a man He's a bit of a cook. Is it all right? I've got to go along with this because I'm not going to do any better than her. Like, no, my mate has done something with her. She would have every right to go after someone a bit of a higher social standing than Kevin, but I hate her. So I'm, I don't think uh, personality-wise she does. She's got nothing about her either. So her and Kevin deserve each other. At least throw a bit of my man Jim. This is a, it's a fair point. If you go into a, be sort of like doing charitable deeds, give it to someone like Jim or Finch. <laughs> I'm still not sure about Finch. Oh, come on. <laughs> give Finch a break. <laughs> I, I don't see Vicky chatting about the Guggenheim. No, yeah, you're right, actually. You are right. And 
if Vicky really did want to get into uh, the college she got into, um, we've seen Jim probably have helped with the studies. Yeah, she. I don't think I don't think anyone's helping her. She was again. She just thought, I don't care about her or Kevin. It's the issue. And we get each of these films. We kind of have like a will they, won't they? But ultimately, I don't care if they do or don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't care if they end up staying together or breaking up. Are her and is she friends with Jessica just because she doesn't have any other mates? Because you don't see a chat with what one other person in the entire film. Why doesn't she have any other mates? Normally, fit girls just congregate. Yep. It doesn't matter if they've got nothing else in common other than, oh, well, we're all fit, so we may as well be friends. I don't know how that happens. In a male friendship group, there's always a range. In a female friendship group, you've got, well, we're not going to talk about anything, but we're all fit, so we'll get together. She should be in that group. Maybe she's just been being man-marked by Jessica the whole time. She's even at work, and she's there as well. It's true, maybe... An overlooked American Spice spin-off, and God, God knows they tried plenty of them because <laughs> it was just just Jessica doing some sort of like burn book. And if I said that those two were clearly the top dogs when it came to the women in the film, there is one other that does deserve some consideration. That's Stifler's mom. Yep. Shit. I cannot believe a fine woman like this produced a guy like Stifler. Dude! I took some MILF. What the hell is that? M-I-L-F. Mom, I'd like to fuck. Yeah, dude! <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah! yeah. Hey, guys! MILF! MILF! Unbelievable. Them um, remaining as MILF guys throughout <laughs> the films is fantastic. Well, it's, it's in the reunion when Jim referred... Where's that other MILF going? <laughs> I really did think that was like the perfect sort of ending. When I saw the other MILF guy yeah. sort of turn, I almost could have stood I up and applauded. Um, here's a big question. Was Stifler's mum ever that fit? She was dirty fit. And we all know there's different levels to being fit in life. <laughs> and some people can be beautiful but not dirty fit. Some people can just be fit. She's dirty fit. When, if you sort of, in football terms, if you look at the analytics, you go, she's not very good. But the eye test tells you that'll do for me. She's dirty <laughs> fit. That's who she is. I mean, the the um, the line of I can't believe this produced Stifler. It's like I absolutely believe this sort of woman would produce <laughs> Stifler. That's a hundred percent what I would think his mum would look like. Don't touch me while I'm tantric. Before we move on to American Pie 2, we are going to be closing each film today with just a couple of questions just to see us through. So, TK, what do you think is the highest moment for any character in this film? Finch going through Stifler's mum. <laughs> Fair point. I mean, mainly because of how unexpected it is. He's thinking he's basically been left holding his dick and instead he's ended up <laughs> with a woman who knows her way around. The I had down, I think the moment right before it all goes wrong for Jim, like the moment when he thinks 
he's going to go through Nadia and everyone is about to know that he's gone through Nadia because <laughs> he can't possibly know what's about to happen. He must feel like a king and then... Highest highs and lowest lows. Yeah, goes downhill. Um, Keenan, what do you think the highest moment for any character in American Pie 1? It's probably Fincher. Big Finchy. Mm, you've got to say so already, haven't you? Yeah. When Sherman has them all believing that he's just got his end away and he's walking out that door, that's a pretty <laughs> high fucking moment. Yeah. For someone um, who is a relegation scrapper, that is a hell of a moment. The the lowest point, now there's a lot of low moments in this film. I don't think the lowest belongs to Jim. I think the lowest can only belong to one man. You don't think it belongs to Jim? Well, my clip's supposed to be playing here. <laughs> I thought it might be. Every now and again when you've gone to do this, I'm like, right, I'll be quiet. He's obviously playing a clip. Not quite. I mean, so far. Yeah. So, I mean... Everything you're getting one wrong. Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just thought you all should know this. Chuck Sherman is a liar. I never had sex with him. He's never had sex with anyone. I know this because he told me. Once he tried to screw a grapefruit, but that's all. Oh, he also told me that when he gets nervous, he sometimes wets his pants. Thank you for your time. Now, I've seen that meme doing the rounds a lot. Batman could not get it out of me that I have tried to screw a grapefruit. <laughs> I don't know what kind of chat Sherman was having with this girl at Stifler's party. How does the conversation even get to that point? You do feel like it would have been unprompted as well. Yeah, how does just been you know, I've got this many brothers. I call myself the Shermanator. <laughs> I'm a big Terminator fan. What's your favourite? Oh, like grapefruit. Here's how? How? And is that directly the inspiration for Good Luck Chuck? That's a good point. He's putting him in the microwave, though. It's a melon, isn't it? He's, he's, he's riding. No, he has a grapefruit. Does he? Yeah. Is it, I was thinking melon. I was thinking melon as well. Is is a grapefruit worse than the pie? Because you're talking like we haven't witnessed a guy fucking pie <laughs> earlier in this film. But only Jim's dad sees that. I mean, yeah, but we we don't see Jim do this. We just no, it's, we have it but second the whole school now. No, I mean my. <laughs> I think it's an equal, to be fair, the Jim and the pie, because my big thing with this, and it's the first time I've ever noticed this, the curtains are open. <laughs> <laughs> we see three he want, curtains. His he wanted that bit of danger as well, didn't he? A bit of danger in there. I mean, there's danger. <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> his, his dad's seeing that. No, nothing good comes from that. Every, I assume everyone else thinks that's the lowest point. What? Jim and the pie. See, I always, I always think the lowest point is him getting, him, him killing it with Nadia and the old school knowing. Yeah, that him, is. It, him just getting murdered for that for the rest of the year. That's the thing you would be known for forever, wouldn't it? You would never get past that. All the yeah. other things that happen in these films. You could probably say you may know someone or know of someone who this could have happened to, 
this is you're that guy forever. Even in yeah. like um, what you call it, like they when we come to it later on, they're doing callbacks in the fourth in the fourth film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, he's unfortunate that he's aged really well because everyone's still like, "Oh, I know that face." Yeah. <laughs> uh, best use you're, of the soundtrack. You're right about Sherman, Sorry. by the way. In terms of that, might be the lowest point, but this is kind of like midway through a season when Norwich were already relegated and they get <laughs> smashed by someone. It's like, this doesn't really matter. We're, we're playing no. with goal difference at this point. I was going to say, ultimately, no one really cares about Sherman. He's already at rock bottom, bless him. Um, best use of the soundtrack, for me, it's, it's much during the Nadia scene. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, MVP, anyone? Hmm. Between Jim and his dad, I've got Jim's dad. I'm going to go with Jim. He gives us a lot in this. <laughs> I always, I always think it's Jim. I think ultimately the films about Jim. The films are about Jim, and yeah, he does kind of steal the show, doesn't he? Because they do try and make a move at the start of it. As this is Kevin's group, and we're quickly like, "Fuck this guy. He's got nothing." <laughs> What do I need to ask you, TK, the most expendable main character? You do not need to ask me. You know my answer on this. Him and his bird can fuck off. You're not, not all in on Tyler Reed. They're just... I said to the... My issue with them is I'm apathetic towards that couple. This is ultimately... <laughs> they could... I. It's like a will they, won't they throughout these films. And the problem is I don't care if they do or they don't. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Yeah, that's fair. Ozzy's whole existential crisis in basically being, oh, I'm a great sports player and a great singer and this girl really likes me. What a nightmare this is to be me. <laughs> Him and Kevin have different problems to the rest of that group because Kevin's like, oh, I can only get a blowjob. Ozzy's like, oh, God, <laughs> no one likes me for my personality. And the rest of the lads are at rock bottom thinking, like, give us something here. Um, And the best scene for me is the Nadia scene. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> well, do you have a different one? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw my chance and I was going to take it. TK? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the opening scene might actually still be the best. I just think it really does set out the stall for this whole franchise. I think that's pretty effective. All right, well, on that note, Let's move on to the second film in the franchise. 